Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, it always seems to just get worse. Welcome to The Road to 60. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, children of all ages. Well, it's been an interesting week. Lots of developments happening here at home and I would say here at home and abroad, uh, here in our country. And yeah how are we going to do this today because this really isn't about what's happening in the news I've covered at another time but I am getting sick and tired of it it's just I'm not getting sick and tired as many of you think it's just I'm tired of hearing this constant replay on the news for 24 hours and the things that go out and you know we, we, we went through this and I don't understand why, and there are adults who were a little bit younger a few years ago, and I don't understand why they haven't caught on to the fact that the media is not your friend. The media is not going to tell you the whole story or the truth. Their job as a news organization is to keep you coming back. It is to continue the ratings to drive you in and keep coming. I picked that up many, many years ago when I used to watch uh, um, the news channels. And it got to the point at one time I just started to shut it off and only turned on around 11, 11.25-ish just to get... I wonder what the news would come on. News coming at 11, right? Yeah, so I would turn on about 11.25-ish just so I can catch the weather and the sports results. I went over the news. Because we didn't have the news cycle as we have right now. But what would happen, right, at the time where I, it just, it just before we are now. I mean, it was a high point to before we got to where we are now. And my point is to say when I understood that this was nonsense, when they would go to you in with saying, coming up at 11, the more news of, we have videotape of another shooting. This is what happened the latest in the Bronx, coming up. And this is what happened in Manhattan, coming up. And it was always coming up, coming up coming up and you sat there and waited for it to come up and then you'd find out that the story that you were waiting to hear wouldn't come on until 20 minutes into the show and that's right I call it a show not the broadcast and then they would goat you in by telling you some snippets of something in the beginning as if it was going to be the first story and then sometimes they would tell you the first story 
The worst part was, as that continued to go on, and now news was popping on all day now, you know, early in the morning, they want to catch you before you go to work, and it's not you're turning on the news just to hear the weather before you go, because this stuff is playing in the background before you even get dressed and brush your teeth. And it's playing while you're getting dressed and brush your teeth and while you're inside the bathroom and when you pick up your food and you eat and it's playing in the background before you go. And if one of you those people and if you're one of those people like to play the stuff inside your car, it's playing in your car before you get to work. And then when you get to work, if it's a top news story or something else has been running on a cycle all day long, you're discussing this at work. I'm getting to a point here. Just hang on. And you're discussing it at work along with all the other things you're doing at work, along with all the stresses at work. And then when it's all done, you're going home. There are people on the train talking about it. And you might want to get into the conversation unless you're lucky enough to be in your own car and you're not in the train. You don't have to talk to anybody about any of this. And it's always to goat you in. And now... News channels, things that have popped on, like, you know, maybe sitting in a doctor's office, which is really the point of all this today. Just start telling you. At 11.5, not 11.5, at 11.05, we're going to talk about, you know, the case of the cop who shot so-and-so. At 11.15, we're going to talk about the weather. At 11, And so now they start giving you the rundown. And then everybody else started doing the rundown from whoever started. And that way you could sit around and know what's going to be coming next. And then you can turn on or turn off your TV or your phone or whatever it is you're looking at this news. Maybe you're looking at it live. I don't know. At those moments and then turn it off. But you and I know no one turns it off. You continue to be goaded into it as they say so-and-so. And with that type of cycle going on, a few years ago, it was somebody got shot in the Bronx and they're interviewing the person. They tell you more coming later. More coming later. And then at 12 o'clock, when the later comes, this is what happened in the Bronx. There's the de de development happening in the Bronx. And what do you see? The same news clip of the same interview with the same person that happened the night before or that early that morning. And then when you get to the afternoon news, it's the same video of the same clip of the same interview with the same person earlier. And they're still promising you more and more and more as the story is developing. Then when you get to the evening noon, it's the same clip of the same person of the same interview that happened early in the morning with a little bit more update. Because the so-called air quoting, which you can't see, of the journalists actually got a little bit more information. But they spent the whole day prepping you for the evening for you to sit here. It's kind of like, sorry to tell you this, guys. If you want to score, get lucky, have something happen that night. If you want to be with your wife in that wonderful way that you've been thinking about all day. Well, you got to start early in the morning. You got to tell her you love her. You probably said that already. Give her a light touch on the shoulder and say, have a great day. And I don't mean touch her on her back or her lower back or sexual touch. A non-sexual touch, have a great day. Then you give her a little kiss or whatever else. Then you text her throughout the day. Maybe it's a verse. 
Maybe it's a joke. Maybe it's one of those, as we call, dad jokes that you thought about. All these different things inside her mind, because she's a crockpot and you're a microwave, she's thinking about these things. And she's drawing closer to you as you're speaking to her. So when she gets home and she comes and grabs you and holds you like she hasn't seen you in 30 years, that's because you spent the entire day working really hard for this relationship. And in the end, you could be dog tired and want to go to sleep. Guess what? She don't. The same thing with these news organizations. They play you all day long to get you ready for something they're going to lay out and then they're going to keep on replaying that over and over and over. Now, I've said we've seen this before. And when will we as adults go, it's enough? When the towers went down here in New York City, it knocked out a lot of news stations. There were some that were digital already, so like ABC, so they had some stuff that was up. It knocked down a lot. Um, I was watching the news actually just after the first plane hit the building, and I was watching the news when the second one went into the building, and I watched it as it crumbled in front of my face. Do you know for a complete week, even though a lot of stations were knocked out, there was no real television programming, and the only television programming, and I'm giving you air quotes, programming, that was on for that whole first seven days, 24 hours of the day, was the plane slamming into the building. You couldn't get away from it. If you didn't process it the first time, when were you going to process it? The only thing that could be processed at this point was fear. In the Bland household, I turned the TV off and said, that's it. We're done with this. I had the kids shut off the news before that, right after 2000 hit, because the world was going to end, and they came home panicked because of students in the class who were little kids and, and the teacher. And I said, shut it all off. Because if we die, we won't know. And if we live, everyone will be wrong. When the towers hit, the teachers were scared. Everyone was scared. They had all this fear. I turned it off and I did not let my children continue to sit down and watch this over and over and over. Because it's not good for the brain. So when are we going to turn off these TV things? When are we going to stop listening to all this stuff? Because it's not good. And as we who are growing older and get older... This is not good stuff you want to hear. I'm almost 58 years old and I have seen a lot in life. I have seen some terrible stuff. I've seen people shot right in front of me. I've seen people shot at right in front of me. One particular incident, me and my friend went running down the block. So we didn't get hit with the bullets. And it was shocking because we were standing right in front, of, in front of the building just talking. When the other guy got shot, the other one looked at us, and they shot right past us. We're like, it's time to go. So we did the bat run. If you look at Batman from the 1960s, you understand the bat run is. We did the bat run down the block. 
And stupidly as we were in our young 20s, we got at the end of the block and we peeked down to see what was going on instead of continuing to move out of harm's way. Now, this is stuff I grew up with. Why on earth would I want to see this and put this into my mind and into my body and into my soul every single day, just regurgitating the bad news, just watching it, just watching and watching it? And the news organizations understand this. It's no longer having something for a cycle and move on. They regurgitate certain things in so-called news media and they just play it over and over and over now for months. No wonder Americans are stuck right now and can't get out of that negative way. As if there's only one news that is very important to them. We need to wake up. And as some who are a little older and wiser, we need to lead the young people as well. Because it's, un, it's not good, it's, it's not healthy. It doesn't help. It's not good for our body, it's not good for our health. Speaking of health, I didn't mean to spend like 12, 13 minutes or whatever it is on this. But it does speak to what I want to talk about, which is the health. Hold that thought. Psst. Now that we have your attention, if you have any questions or comments or you just want to say hello, you can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. That's whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. And also, you know what you need to do? You need to check out our channel on YouTube and you will get the full Whitebeard and TK experience. Say it again for him. Whitebeard and TK experience. On YouTube. There you'll find clips, video clips of the week from a podcast and you'll soon be able to catch our adventure series that we're hoping to do on Fridays. But we don't know. Haven't picked out the right day that we want to do it yet. At any rate, you'll be able to see both things on that channel. Say it again. Whitebeard and TK Experience. On YouTube. Press that button. No, I meant you, not them. I went to see my daughter the other day. Um, she'd just given birth to a third child. Um, she has really really hard labor even you know realize this with her first child and it's it's taxing to her body it's 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 really taxing emotionally and i i might even dare to say uh mentally so this is the third go round and um we stopped by to see her i hadn't seen the baby because uh we went on we went on that road trip down to tennessee um and that road trip was for a couple of reasons. And so just before I kept trying to figure out when she was gonna do this, so I knew it was coming up during the week that I actually wanted to go to Tennessee, so I pushed it back a week. 
and then she was supposed to have the baby. Then it had to induce the labor, so she had the baby a little later. Instead of the the, the ending of March, it was um, April. I'm gonna say April first. Yes, it was April first because it was a Thursday. And so it was hard. And then she was in the hospital for a while, and uh, I text back and forth, and that was it. And I'm a big believer in having had a couple of kids. Um, not having a bunch of people breathing on your baby and around your baby. Okay, maybe that first day if you have some family there, they can peek in and look and then y'all need to go. I'm all about you come see the baby or I'll bring the child around you a month. You know, give the kid 30 days. 30 days of its mom if you're nursing um, like my wife did and, 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 and she's doing. Then give that kid... At least 30 days of having a good immune system, of, of being able to breathe the air and everything else before introducing to all these different people and sounds and stuff like that. So I had already planned to see the baby a little bit later on, but I would appreciate a picture. So I did get a picture in between. I had the picture the first day and then a couple of days after that, and then I didn't get any more pictures after that, um, which is cool. So... At the period of time that they were resting, we were preparing to go. And as we were preparing to go, I had an issue. I had a headache and my eye got messed up. My tooth cracked a day before we were going to leave. And so like two days before we were going to leave, so I'm like, okay, let me get to the dentist. I didn't have time to go to the dentist because I had some logistical stuff I needed to take care of before we left. And there were a ton of things that we had left home to take care of. And I was just swamped. And I'm like, okay, I just, you know what? I just, I just need to go. And so that's what we did. So I didn't see the baby until yesterday. And I'll get to that in a second. So before we left, um, I, we may have talked about this on, on our Tuesday show. I think I did mention about finally doing some therapy, um, psychotherapy. And the reason for it is because I have mentioned, I think, on this show about something that happened during uh, a, a situation that happened during Thanksgiving that made me spiral downward. And I hadn't felt that way in a long time. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And the worst part was I couldn't get myself out of the hole. So I said, you know what? Fine. You know, my daughter kept saying, maybe I'm like, I don't need nothing. I said, okay, fine. Let me go and do this. In typical fashion, I sit there and you talk 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 and you talk. And I'm like, okay, how's this happening? So I just said to her one day after about a, about a month or two, what is my diagnosis? She went on to say maldepression brought on by prolonged, I don't remember all the things she said. So basically, all the stuff that has been taking place in my life over the past near five years, June will be five years since my wife died. Because I did go straight back to work. I did do everything else. I wasn't really taking care of me because I was busy thinking I needed to take care of everybody else. Emotionally, I was wrecked, but I kept pushing to do all the stuff that needed to be done. The only really good thing I did was make sure that I had a distance between me and things and situation and people that would have aggravated my situation or just made things worse for me. 
When we got to Puddle Jumper and we started traveling, that was one of the best things ever happened to me. And once we get in the car and on the road, I always feel freedom. My brain always feels lighter. And so before we left, we had all these things piling up on us that we needed to do. Um, TK with her school and the future and the rent and a whole bunch. And I said, I can't even think straight. We hadn't really gone anywhere. And so we've been stuck here since the you know whole quarantine things and things were shut down so you can't really do anything, right? That we all went through. So I really needed this break. And we went for a couple of reasons. One was it was going to be a road trip. It was not going to be a vacation. And we were doing things to get um to get a lot of content and videos, or get a lot of content to create videos for the YouTube channel that we were going to be starting the uh, White Bear and TK experience, you know, adventure show, and um, take it from just being a podcast to being on YouTube, and just trying to figure out what we're doing there. The second was also where we were going to be going backpacking, which we did, which goes back to my daughter, of backpacking, which is what we did. And... We did that for one day. I didn't want to extend it to two or three days. It was our first time going, and boy, did we learn a lot. Uh, next time, I'm going to go ultralight with a few things. And, um, yeah. So, that's that's a story for another time. Uh, but it was good. You know, to get away, we were down there. It was extremely quiet. It was awesome to be away from people, to not have the phone ringing, to not get any messages because we were in a total blackout. And then once we come up out the mountain and we head back to the resort that we were staying at, the uh, uh, timeshare we were staying at, because since I had timeshare, I said, let me just stay there. It's for free. Of course, you know how the timeshares work, right? Do you have an hour? It's only going to take this. I said, no. But what do you mean? You don't have enough. You don't have time. No, I don't. Listen, I've been driving for 10 hours. The only thing I want to do is get some sleep. I'm tired. I don't have time. I want to consider here to keep talking to you about how I am tired and I just want to go to my room. I just want to go. Are you sure? I don't want to bother you. And I wanted to say, but you are. You're not listening. I've been driving for 10 hours. I just want to sleep. I need my body to rest and I want to sleep. So finally, after standing there with this person for 30 freaking minutes, I was be I was able to go. We got upstairs. And I really was tired. My body hurt so much, and then we slept. Now, before we were gone, I told you about my teeth and my eye, right? And I just had been having these constant headaches. Um, but testing my glucose, and I, sometimes it'd be coming out kind of high, and I'm like, okay. So I rested. And so along this trip, we were going to be camping, backpacking and shooting film and just talking about what it was like being in Tennessee and I'll, uh, and I'll lay over camping day over in Virginia. So we're back home. And then my daughter was asking about, can her sister come over? And I already knew this because we discussed this when we were out that this was probably hard. Maybe you go over there for a few days and hang out with her and help her out. 
Um, but I had hoped to get home and rest before all that stuff. So when we got home, I couldn't rest. It was like the day before we're traveling and all of a sudden I'm getting emails and texts and everything else. And right away my brain just started firing and it was going bananas. By the time we got into this block, my mood dropped and I already began to feel blue and down. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I'm checking the text and the email. At one point, I said, I'm done. I'm not checking anything anymore. I, I, I didn't answer people. I'm like, I don't want to answer anyone. I just need to rest. And I've had a hard time my entire life of just saying, no, I just need to rest and being selfish and taking care of me. Since my wife's death, I've learned that, you know what? I don't really have to answer to people and I don't want to answer to people because sometimes it has to be about me. If not all the time, you know what I mean? Because there are people who want you to help them to help them. Now, I'm not talking about my daughter, by the way. That, that's, that's not what this is. That's not what I'm saying here. But what I'm saying is that there are people who are in positions who, who, who want you to help them to do something. But when you're trying to do something, there is nobody around to help you do what it is that you're trying to do. That's my point. This is not about my daughter. And so we already planned that, you know, TK was going to go over there and hang out with her for a while. But um, I came home and I was like, I don't want to do anything. Just, just going to recover from the long time. And that's kind of what I was doing. We spent a lot of days really recovering. That first day I slept maybe 12 hours. Ten, no, 10 hours. I, I don't sleep 10 hours. I barely sleep 5 hours a night. To kind of tell you what my body was gone through. The next day we got up, we were going to do some work, put the, the camping gear away. And I was like, ugh. And we just watched TV. We just watched TV. When Monday rolled around, I knew we had a bunch of appointments. And I'm sitting down eating and then snap, another tooth cracks. Now it's hanging on in position between um, two teeth. It's cracked. And I, and I wanted to floss. The minute I pulled, I was like, oh, snap. And I see where it was. So I had two options. Go in and make a dental appointment which TK was supposed to, and they said May, and then she said okay, and didn't make the appointments. Or going today, while I'm recording this, talking to you, as a walk-in and as an emergency and get the work done. Now, here's the thing. I'm recording this on a Thursday. I dropped her off yesterday. I got to go pick her up tomorrow. Plus, I have a therapy appointment Friday morning. So the window for me walking in there now has been closed. So I have to wait all the way to Monday before doing this stuff again. And that's okay. Because of all the stuff I'm about to say to you. When you're trying to do things and things just seem to constantly get worse. And it's been like that for a while for me. Um, you know, since Cheryl's death, it's just like every time I turn around, there's some other thing that happens and there's some other thing that's happening. Once I try to get a handle on that, another tragedy happens. And so it's just like, you know, the week before we went, I know there was a lot of pressure on my mind to come up with answers about things and things we needed to do. And I left, I come back, and I'm still facing those things. But then all of a sudden, now all my health concerns start falling apart. And I hadn't actually been into a doctor. We did the telehealth crap. I hadn't actually been into the doctor, but we both needed 
um, physicals. TK gained, I actually lost this time around. Um, from 19 to 20, right? Yeah, from, from 2019 to 20, I gained a little bit of weight, but from 20 to 21 to the top of this year, I lost a bit of weight, but she actually gained over this past year. So we knew we needed a physical, we knew we need everything that needs to be taken care of, and I got some news today, and it is not great news. So I come back facing all the stuff, and like I said, my teeth just start cracking and falling out of my mouth, and it's just like, really? Really on top of everything else? So let's get back to my daughter. So I get into her, I go to her house, and she's standing at the top of the stairs because they moved to a place that has a bunch of stairs. Right. And so I come up the stairs, and she's looking at me going, really? All that hiking up a mountain, and you can't walk up a flight of steps? And I'm looking at her, and my brain going, child, you have no idea. <laughs> like, really? So I said, well, first of all, yes, I did. I said, but my foot hurts. I don't know how I injured it. I said, but my foot hurts, and I also need time to recover. Remember, we just came back. And so that's all I had to say about her was, was that whole thing um, because she really doesn't realize the other stuff that's happening in the background, which is, yes, I'm doing that. I am also doing this at this particular age, and I have arthritis and diabetes and a lot of other things. So all this, some on one half is good for me and good for the body. The second half is kind of not good because my my recovery time is worse now than it was when we first began. And the fact that I haven't been able to get to a gym in a year, but now since it reopened, we're going to go back. My muscles, I have no strength whatsoever. And all the muscles and stuff that I would strengthen around my knees have been weakened. So after... We backpacked. I felt my knee was really, really swollen, and I felt the pain. I slipped on some slippery rocks, and then I immediately took something. But then we had to drive back. Um, we drove about 10 hours ago from whatever, uh, um, from Tennessee to Virginia because I don't like to just drive straight because my knees couldn't take it. They were locked up anyway. So whatever. That's the whole point. So we drove that long time. Then we spent the night. We got up, and then we drove the next leg all the way home. So we get back on Saturday. I didn't really have enough time to rest. And then we got up on Sunday, and then, you know, I took something and put something on my leg and my knees, and then we went out. And then on Monday, my foot started to hurt. So by the time I get to her house, I was in such pain. It felt like I broke a bone. I did break a bone on my right foot. It felt like the same spot was broken on my left foot. And my knees because the weather just shifted in New York and got really cold, the cold is not good for people with arthritis. So, there was a lot going on. And um, before we got to her house, before I, I jumped in the car, I took two Motrin, and then we went there and I, and I visited with the little guy. He's a cute kid. I visited the little guy, and then I came home, and I drove home. And by the time I was there for about an hour, and I drove home, I stopped at uh, Walmart. I got home. The Motrin kicked in, and the pain in my foot lessened. My knees felt a little better. I came home. I ate dinner late, which is really wrong. 
I went to bed. I woke up this morning. Everything feels better. A little better. So which means I need to maintain what I'm doing. So shortly before I turned this mic on, I get a, a note from my doctor saying that my A1C is 8.5. Folks, I haven't seen that number in years since the first time I was diagnosed with, with um, arth arthritis, with diabetes, and then this one time where my glucose was out of whack and I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on, and then it went up to seven something, and then it went to eight, and then it dropped. And we changed my medication, and we took one off, and we exchanged it for another. And then over the last couple of years, when it went up a little bit, and we changed again, was right after Cheryl died. And so everything's been under control for a bit, but I've been feeling like over the past year, or at least the last couple of six, seven months, maybe not so much. I have been not hungry, but I have been gravitating to more things that are sweet, which is really weird. I like sweets. I like sweet stuff, but not like what's been going on. And then the headaches and the, the periodic of my glucose being higher than normal, sometimes off. So I was in shock when I got the note saying it's a, you know, it's 8.5 and we're going to up the doses of something else. I'm like, really, man, I was trying to get my body and everything to the point where I'm getting on less medication as I approach 60 and be on none, I hope, after my 60s. You know, drop the weight before I get there, build more muscle tone. And so it's like, really, man? It's like things are just getting worse. It's just getting worse. The situation here where we're living, the situation with the bills, the situation with the job, the situation with the school, it's like everything just seems to keep getting worse worse and I'm saying when does it get better you know I sit and I talk with my therapist said well what is this and and like you know I'm like I didn't ask her when does it get better but I understand the point you know do this and 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 do that you know and we talk about a lot of stuff that's happened and how I can propel forward. You know, there are certain keys that unlock that hasn't happened in this session talking with her, by the way. It's been something she said and I thought about it and then I saw something else on TV or we went out and did something and something clicked. I was like, you know what? Maybe that would work. So I don't know when things are going to get better. There are a lot of, a la 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 Wow, let me just sing that song. La 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 la. Uh, there are a lot of situations and decisions that I have to make. You know, after this, you know, uh, TK and I were talking about it. I said, this year, let's try moving. And we wanted to, and she said, just leave. And I'm, I'm at the point where I just want to do that. But it seems like it's so amountable to do. I have a pile of, well, the second half. I had like five years of mail that was piled up from stuff from the hospital and bills and things and that I had and I shredded the first time but then the second half came I had a bunch of garbage bags that's gonna to have to be professionally done now and then the boxes and stuff that we need to get rid of and I realized that I don't wear my dress clothes anymore so maybe it's time to get rid of that so there are a lot of things so I said phase one was let me set up this thing so we can go hiking 
We talked about backpacking, so let's do that. So phase one is, I want you to take care of all these things before we get here. Phase one was, she was going to do what she needed to do with school, get the information that she needed. She was going to work on her um, her driver's permit, which she's at the point to take the test. And this was all supposed to happen before phase one was February, not February, March, the end of March. I was supposed to take care of these other things, get my resume set up straight, you know, figure out how we we're going to have the podcast now working, and then perhaps maybe, maybe launch a YouTube channel. We did decide to do that. And we did that a couple of weeks ago. And then they're setting up my resume, then look for this other stuff. Then, then, then when the weather got better, was to drive around to different areas of maybe Pennsylvania closest to New Jersey or something like that and see what life would be like and how it would be. The trip to Tennessee was also going to be not just that, but to look around that area. When we got there, we both really liked it. Now, granted, we only went to Sevierville, but we really liked it. And they were hiring everywhere we went. They were looking for people to work. So you can find a job down there. And so we came back. I, I just asked her yesterday. We really haven't really talked since we've come back about everything we pretty much went into our own rooms for about a day and was like separated from each other and just relaxing and you know just 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 recuperating and then we started watching tv the other day and then it was like go to the doctor we spent all day in the doctor yesterday then dropped off with my daughter so we haven't had the time to um what do you call it not decompress um debrief on this trip and what you know, we thought and what we liked, but I did ask her yesterday at one point, she said, I liked it. Well, okay, good. She said, I really, really liked it down there. And you can get a job. I'm like, yeah, I knew that too. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that's kind of far away from everyone. And that, that was the last time, that was the last thing we said before she got out the car, we went upstairs to visit with the baby and I left her there. But we went in and it was really relaxing. I mean, I was stressed for time because I had to move from one thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, back in the car and back. But we really had a good time. People really treated us nicely and everyone was genuinely nice. And she said one thing where, excuse me, my Caucasian listeners, she said, you know what? There wasn't that, that fake, you know, how that fake white people like to smile at you. And I'm like, no, that's New York. And many of you who know New York City, you'll understand what I'm talking about. When you're on the train and people give that fake nervous smile, like <laughs> that, that nervous look and they really don't like you or they don't touch you or they're fearful and they just give that nervous look. We didn't get that from anybody down there. People generally either looked you in the eye or didn't. And they were very polite and they talked to you. The smiles that you got were genuine smiles. It was like, Whoa. And me, I said, the, 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 G, the, the landscape, the mountains, that area, the air. And she also said she really loved the air down there. And the air was different. Now, I've gone to um, Lancaster, which has always been my favorite place to, to vacation. It's quiet. Um, you turn a radio station and you get a lot of Christian music. And you can see the sky. 
We've been in other parts of Pennsylvania where we've been in a mountain area and you see the mountain, but the mountains in Tennessee look totally different. The greenery looks totally different. The mountains has, this, has a different character to it. I can't really explain it, but I was like, whoa. And it was a beautiful difference. So I don't know. Maybe we'll end up there. I spoke to the people. We stayed at a KOA, which is Campgrounds of America, about, you know, how do people get these jobs? I mean, we stayed at a couple of camping and um, some trailer, a long-term a long camping grounds. I was like, how do people get these jobs? That's something I can do. I'm, I'm in an area and among something that I like and I want to do. And it'd be a nice jump off point for her in her life as she's growing into adulthood and then branch off to whatever it is she wants to do knowing she's lived this incredible little life. So the stress can make your glucose worse, the diabetes worse. Stress can make whatever mild blueness or depression that people may have worse. Stress can make everything in our lives worse. I started stuttering at one point in my life and I never did and realized it was all the pressure and the stress and stuff that I had. When a therapist and I were talking one day, so she went to reread something about anxiety attacks. And so a lot, you know, like one of the number one reasons why people have an anxiety attack is pent up anger or frustration or something like that. I was like, that kind of fits me. You know, wanting to slap somebody upside the daggone head or wanting to tell somebody off about something that they did. And then I do not. And I keep it in. I keep it in. I keep it in until my body then explodes. I'm like, that kind of fits me. I understand where that, where that study comes from. So all these things can make things worse. So why would we want to do things that make things worse for us instead of doing things that make things better for us? And for me and in my position and, and, you know, even for the sake of the subject matter on this particular show, you know, getting older, you know, as we get older, the body doesn't as function as it used to when it was younger. So adding more stress or pressure or things that could make our conditions work or worse or make our life worse is really stupid and counterproductive. At this point, we should be moving to make things better. Remove those things that are stressful. If a distance need to be, and I'm speaking for me and probably for some of you, if a distance need to be between me, between us and someone else that keeps us healthy, then I think we need to make those moves. Because you can't be unhealthy. My daughter said to me the other day, we were sitting down talking about, I think similar to the subject, and it was like, or maybe we heard this and I think she commented around the same thing. It's like, you know, no, she said, if you do something that you don't really want to do, I'm like, yeah, but I said, no, if you do something that you don't really want to do, you're going to do it in such a manner where you're going to be frustrated, you're going to hate it, and that's going to show through. And it's not going to be good for anybody. And I said, you're absolutely right. And then it just makes your health worse. It makes my health worse. Now, I opened up 
with a very long 13 minutes of the latest news stuff. I didn't talk about it, but I think you're ready now. It's making us as Americans very unhealthy. And if the state of how many of us are in this country and how our government is being run unhealthy, then the constant cycle of bad news doesn't make things any better. It makes the situation worse. Allowing myself to go through certain things is not making me more healthy. It's attacking my health and making me more unhealthy. The older I'm getting, I need more recovery time from whatever thing attacks my body or my mind or whatever stress I put my body through or whatever stress my mind and my body goes through. Whether that is natural, just from shopping all day, carrying the bags and doing something else. You know, in my 20s, I could probably do that, go mop up the bathroom floor, the kitchen floor, the hallway floor, empty the garbage, flip the bed mattress, make up the bed, run outside, cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner, pack that away, and do all the other stuff. These days, it's like, okay, I went shopping, I need to sit down for about an hour. I mopped the floor, I made up my bed, I put these things over here, I'm done. And that's the physical stress on the body. We're not talking the mental stress of thinking of all the things that I want to do and I didn't do and all the things I want to do. So it takes a longer recovery time. It's just like backpacking and hiking that high up. We went over 22, 2200 feet and coming back down that. Down sounds really good to some people who've got really great knees. It takes less pound and pressure off your back and the pack that you're carrying. But when you have arthritic knees going downhill for over two hours and you're descending 2,200 feet, that can wreck your knees, especially if you don't have any sort of supportive thing around your knee, which I don't. I tried one brace and it just made things worse. I'm trying to find something like a sock type brace um, to do, to use, to hold my knees and then to I want to say comfort my knees. My knees do need comforting. I must love my knees. So, um, so now it's taking a lot more recovery time. Knowing all these things, then it really is important that we watch over our health, both mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Turn off the news because it's not making things better. Get out there and see real people. You know, I went to take the car in and the guy said, um, oh, Tennessee, I don't know. You know, I heard, you know, I have friends who live down there and just so-and-so. You know, I wouldn't go up with the climate down there because, you know, everybody thinks it's Lynchtown. Everywhere you go, something's going to happen to people. And I'm sitting there thinking, um, what? Excuse me, listeners, but dude, are you even black? You know, because the news media would be like, everywhere we where black people may go, there's going to be an issue. And I looked at him, when I came home, I told my daughter, I said, you see, you know why he thinks that way? He's been listening to a lot of stuff in the news, but he didn't actually go down there and experience stuff like we did in real life. Now, yeah, you went for a visit in Sevierville, and if you move down there, you'll probably have these issues. But I'm smart enough to deal with those issues. 
not to be fearful of those issues. Not to keep talking about it to the point where it's uppermost in my mind and I can't function and see people for who they are. Not for the ideas that we have that poisons us towards this. So when is it enough? You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's turn some of that stuff off. And yeah, take care of our health. Um, that is not great news for my doctor. I don't know how I'm going to shift and change and turn things around. I don't know when it's going to get better, but I know it has to. I know I want it to. I know it's going to. I don't know what day, I don't know what hour, I don't know what time, but I'm going to focus on making it better, on getting my health a little bit better than before. Um, I am getting older, so diabetes, in most cases, get a little worse as you get older, unless you do other things. So, you know, most damage that you're done to your body happens already. Um, could be a fixed point, Maybe not. But I have to take on this challenge and run with it. To do better, to be better, to be healthier. What about you? What's it been like with you? Did you get the bad news? Are things getting worse for you before they get better? Are you continuing to hope and believe that they will get better? I think they will. I guess we're all going to have to find out together. That's it for me today. I'll talk to you soon.